This is a very beautiful Rashi Sicha. The discussion of the Sicha is whether the Neirois, the lamps that were on the Menorah, the cups that held the oil and the wicks, that are referred to as Neirois, were they part of the Menorah or were they detachable or removable? Or were they made miksha, as we will see, as one chunk, one piece, together with the rest of the menorah? We're going to see this from the perspective of Rashi. And in the course of understanding Rashi, the Rebbe is going to point out to us one, at least one, maybe more, of the Kalali Rashi, the rules that the Rebbe teaches, and how they are emphasized in this specific Rashi that we're going to learn. In the Sikha, the Rebbe structures it a little bit different. We're going to start from the Gemara. And then we're going to go to Rashi's Shita. Then we're going to go to the Pnim of Rashi and how it all comes together so incredibly beautifully. In the way the Nadis were made, the Nadis are the lamps. The lamps, in this case, we are referring to, as I said before, the cups of oil and wick that were on top of the branches that make the Menera lit. So the way these were done is Doamachlekis in Gemara, there's a dispute in the Gemara. Late Ain Deya Zanadinadis given a tail from the Menera. According to one opinion, the lamps were part of the Menera. The fact that the Menera had to be Miksha. Miksha means that it was carved out or chiseled out all from one piece of gold. Unit not that it was made of separate parts and then welded together is This opinion holds that Miksha includes the lamps on the top. So when they, they took the piece of gold, they chiseled out a base, a spine, branches, and on the top of each branch, they, they, the part of the carving out was the lamps. I'd say the day is there's another day, another opinion in the Gemara. As the natives and given abazundazach from the menorah, that the candles, the lamps, were a separate entity. Nor, nor, it's just that before, when they were ready to kindle the menorah, they would take these cups, these neiris, put them on top of the branches, and light the menorah. When they say that for natavas nikuyaneris, and the preparation of cleaning and preparing these lamps to be lit, to be kindled, is given as besalkal from the menorah. Was in a way that they could be totally removed from the menorah, and placed in the oil and washed out and wiped out, etc. In other words, these were removable things. They, they, were, they were, can be detached and uh, cleaned out and then put back on for the kindling. There's another machlaikis in the Gemara about the natives whether they are part of the kikar or not. The kikar is a weight uh, of gold, a, a quantity. When the Torah says to make a, the menorah out of a kikar, does that include the neiris or not? And the Gemara links these two in to say that if you think that they were part of the kikar, then they were also part of the miksha, and they were one piece. If you say that the, the neiris were not part of the kikar, that the menorah weighed a kikar, but then the natives weighed more than that. In addition to that, then that would mean that they were not part of the miksha and that they were removable. So the Gemara links these two machlekism. 
Und die Gemara verbindet es mit der Plukte, sie das, was es steht bei dem Menöre. Kicker so auf Tor, Jasse, Esa, Es kala Kelim Haela, meint euch die Neres, als euch sei Boys mit einer Kicker. According to, do you say that when it says Kicker so, that it includes also the Neres, and they too were part of of the kikar. Und if he says that is a given miksha, and that, based on that, you would link this to the previous machlekes, that they are miksha, that they are hewn out together with the rest of the menera, and therefore part of the menera. Other, nor the menera alein is ba'am in a kikar. Or there's another opinion in the Gemara, that also the body, only the body of the menera was part of the kikar. Aber nidineres, not the lamps, that were, they were not part of the kikar. Und if he says that in the need a given miksha, And in that case, the natives were not mixed, so they weren't hewn out together with the uh, menorah. And obviously, they were something separate and removable. So you have two machlekesin that are linked together. One opinion holds that the natives were part of the kikar, and therefore they hold that they were part of the miksha. And the natives and the rest of the menorah are all one piece. And another opinion that holds that the natives are not part of the kikar. They, they, they had their own weight in addition to the weight of the menorah. And therefore they were not part of the miksha and they were removable. The Rambam paskin la'alacha. To see this in the perspective of halacha, according to the Rambam. Menorah ba'azov, a menorah that's made out of gold. There is a possibility if, let's say, they couldn't afford the gold, that a menorah could be made out of other materials. But in the proper way to have it done, it's supposed to be made out of gold. And in that case, the entire thing should weigh one kikar, including the lamps. And it should all be uh, chiseled out from one piece, not made parts, separate parts that are later Uh, uh, welded together. And Ramam continues, the Neiris were fixed, affixed to the Menorah, and they're part of the Kikar. So the Rambam takes the opinion and both of them together that the Kikar includes the Neiris and the Menorah and the Neiris were one piece. <coughs> so the question now becomes, what is Shitas Rashi? What does Rashi hold? And Rebbe is going to take us on a journey and, pro and first point out to us that just because in Gemara in Halacha there is a specific way of learning this, Rashi is not bound to that approach because since Rashi is coming from the perspective of Pshat, Pshat is not always consistent with Halacha Shabbatayr. So approaches the way of pshat, even if it does not, if it's not consistent with the chelik of halacha. Does that mean We're going to see this in a highlighted way in Rashi's pirush on the the way the menorah was made. The first thing we're going to do in the next paragraph, in the next couple of paragraphs, is we're going to unlink these two machlokesim. We started out saying that according to the Gemara, the two machlekesen, number one, whether the neiris are part of the menorah, number two, whether the neiris are part of the kikar, are interconnected. And we're going to unlink these two machlekesen and say that it's possible to take one opinion in this, in, in, this, in this question and another opinion in the other question. Let's see that inside. 
Wie gesagt, weil Pinte Gemara die Plukte Zinere ist auf ein Mixer mit dem Menere, mit der Plukte Zinere seinen Boys mit einem Kicker. As we just said, that the Gemara links the two, the two Machlekesen, whether the Neres have to be Miksha, uh, uh, chiseled out together with the rest of the Menere, from the gold, or whether they are, are part of the Kicker. So we said that the Gemara combines these two Machlekesen, these two disputes. Um wie der Ramban sagt, and as we see this in the Ramban, al das kulam leyave b'mishkul hakikar el aguf abenayra b'mesha hu ima miksha. That everyone agrees that in the weight of the kikar, this only includes the menayra and that which was carved out or chiseled out together with it. Under far is er masbir, and therefore the Ramban has to explain as follows: as later day in brayza the malachas hamishkan. As the Belkachayim and Machtes boys mina kikar, that according to the opinion of the Belkachayim and the Machtes, which I'm not going to translate that for a moment, but just, I'll just say that they were utensils. I'm not. I'm not even going to say that the Belkachayim and the Machtes that are part of the 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 Menorah, that according to one opinion in the Brisa, they were part of the kikar as well. That the kikar included also the kalim. The accessories, according to the Ramban, they can't be separate utensils. Because according to the Ramban, whatever was in the kikar was miksha. Not a tale from the Menorah. So the Ramban has to say that even the Melkachayim and the Machtais are part of the Menorah somehow. And therefore, in the brackets, we see that he teaches different than everywhere else, than anywhere else where we usually translate Melkachayim and Machtes. He says, Melkachayim, Heim She'oisim Alpianeris Tashel Zav. Melkachayim is like a silver, a gold plate, a gold cover on the lamps so that nothing should fall into it. And Unmachtes, Heim Sefalim Shatachas Komer And Machtes means like a. Uh, a bowl that was under the lamps that would catch uh, if the oil spilled over or whatever it is. So it's part of the actual menorah that was beneath the lamp. There was a, a, a bowl to catch the dripping oil. Above the lamp, there was a cover of gold that would cover the the cup, the lamp. And that's how he tights his Why does he do that? Because since, according to the Ramban, he holds that the kalim were from the kikar, and and whatever is in the kikar is miksha. We just said the two are linked. Whatever is in the kikar is miksha. Now, before we were talking about nadirs, now we're talking about kalim. But as we see in these opinions, they go together. Whatever was in, whatever was is in the kikar is in the menorah. It's all miksha with the menorah. So therefore, if the natives are part of the kikar, then obviously the natives are miksha and part of the menorah. Not just that, even the kalim, which are translated melkachayim and machtais, even they are part of the, 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 the actual menorah because they're kikar, they're part of the kikar, they're part of the miksha. And therefore they can't be regular utensils, which is how we usually translate these words. But rather the Ramban comes up with a new Translation that they're actually part of the actual menorah, either the bowl under or the cover above. Rashi. Oh, However, when it comes to Rashi, looking at these kalim, these melkachayim and machtois, when it comes to translating the words, the menorah was a kikar of gold. Rashi says that the weight of the menorah, including the utensils, was a kicker. 
However, um fired them taich there earlier he translates umalkachai matzvosim the malkachai are tongs to, with, with which to pull out the dried out or the used wicks umachtesek means bazichin ktanim machtesar these little scoops shechaytaben with which he scoops out the the leftover oil the leftover uh, uh, um, ash that's left in the nair. So according to Rashi, clearly these utensils are separate from the menorah. Uh, you, you can't, you can't dig, you can't scoop something out with something that's connected to the actual menorah. So if he's translating that these that, that these are utensils that are being used to clean out the menorah, then obviously they're separate from the 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 uh, the menorah. Obviously they're not part of the miksha. But he does hold that they're part of the kikar. So Rashi disagrees with the Ramban and these other opinions and says that it's possible that you could have something that is part of the kikar and it's not part of the miksha. It's not part of the chunk of the menorah. So in other words, Rashi unlinks these two machlekesen. In the machlekes, whether the natives uh, whether let's, I'll use the word kalim, whether the kalim are part of miksha, he says they were not part of the miksha, they were separate utensils. But in the machlekes, whether the, the kalim are part of the kikar, Rashi says that they were part of the kikar. So he's taking one opinion in this direction and one opinion in that direction. And why does Rashi say that the kalim were part of the kikar? And at the same time, they were not part of the miksha. Their pirush is very simple. Their pirush apostate fun aleph melkachayim unmachta bechol mokim in Tanakh. Rashi is going pshat. Generally in Tanakh, when you have the words melkachayim and machtos, it's a is a clean nifrut from the zach babelcha benutzdes is a utensil that is separate from the thing on which it's being used. For example, the mizbeach there were machtos that were meant to clean off the deshen, the ash from the mizbeach, and they were not connected to the mizbeach. They weren't part of the mizbeach. They served the mizbeach as a separate utensil. Beis kik on the other hand kikir zov toyer yasa oises kol akelamayla. If you learn the pirush apashut, not necessarily the pirush agimara, but the pirush apashut of a kikir should this should be a kikir of gold. All of the kelim. All of the utensils discussed in the Pasuk have to be made from the kikar of gold. So if you look at the Psukim themselves, when you tell me kikar's Eskala Kalim implies all the Kalim, including the Lukachayim and Machtes, but if I'm going to translate Lukachayim and Machtes according to the Pirish Apashat, they are separate utensils. So therefore, Rashi, who goes al Pipshat, takes. Uh, uh, it, it, it separates these two machlekesin in order to translate each one or explain each one according to the simplest possible way. Alpiza, he bowed as late fish. Now she's at knife and mixture. If I put them in shear from kickers of tire. So now we see that the condition of miksha is not connected, according to Rashi, according to Psutish Mikra, with the quantity, with the weight of kikar. So that we could say the same thing with regards to the natives. Till now we were using bringing a raya from the caliph. But the same thing could be applied to the natives. That even though Rashi holds that the natives were part of the kicker, as we will see in the Hemshech Hasicha, nevertheless, there is not any proof 
that he holds that the natives were part of the miksha, part of the menorah itself. So now we have to figure out what does Rashi hold with regards to the natives. Are the natives miksha connected to the menorah? Or are they a separate, removable accessory of the menorah? Now in Sif Gimel, the Rebbe is going to begin based on Rashi's own words to suggest that Rashi holds that the natives were one piece with the, with the menorah. And the Rebbe is going to refute that. He says, Kadaik is shapir. If you actually analyze properly the words of Rashi, you will see that it's not what Rashi is saying. And then we're going to have to continue to explore what is Rashi's opinion. Are the natives, are the lamps of the menorah one piece with the rest of the menorah? Or are they something separate and removable? At first glance, it seems that Rashi holds that the commandment of Miksha includes the natives, includes the lamps. Why? The passage that it says that the menorah should be made Miksha, which literally means chiseled out from the piece of gold. Rashi Mefarish Rashi explains that the Yasen Chulius shouldn't be made as separate parts. The Yasa Kaneo of Nedesel Evarim Evarim should not make the branches or the lamps as separate limbs, separate pieces. The Achagach Yad became and then weld them together. You should not do that. Elakula Ba Mechaticha Achas. It's just that entire Menorah comes from one piece. Umafrid Hakanim Elich Veelich and then shapes the branches in the two directions of the Menorah. So let's see what Rashi says. Since Rashi is saying that you're not allowed to make the natives, the, the, the lamps, as separate limbs and later to weld them together, as today, or as even in those days, most of these types of, uh, of, of, of vessels are made. Let's say a menorah today, uh, you buy a, a large menorah, the way it's made, it's made in separate parts, and then it's all brought together, screwed together, or welded together. That's, that's how normally it's done. Here comes Rashi, translating the word Miksha and saying, you're not allowed to do that. I notice that Rashi, Rashi includes the word Neiris. The branches or the lamps, seemingly this implies that the Neiris have to be Miksha with the rest of the Menorah. It's very clear. So seemingly, from the, at first glance, when you see these words of Rashi, Rashi is saying that the, that the, camp, that the, that the lamps of the menorah have to be made together with the menorah and not welded later, welded later on to the menorah. Over Shaper, if you will analyze this well, this is not, uh, this is not, this must not be understood this way. Rashi zoknor as miksha teyosa hamenere is shoylil as the menere's only design in an oifim for neivorim, eivorim v'achachachyat became. What Rashi is negating is that you cannot weld the candle, the, the lamps to the menorah after it was made. You're not allowed to make the menorah uh, uh, something that is welded together or, or attached together from various pieces. And for this Rashi says, Just like the branches could not be separate parts that are later attached, so too you're not allowed to attach the 
lamps to the menorah, but don't hold the menorah to give a mechaticha achas, because then it's not one piece. But with regards to the fact of leaving the, the nadis as removable separate pieces from the menorah and not attaching them later. No, just being placed upon the branches. doesn't discuss this. Because if the nadis are removable, then the menorah remains miksha, remains one piece. See, it's going to double to the menorah because nothing is attached later to the menorah. This is a very, very fine uh, um, differentiation, but it is so important. There's two things that we could learn from this Rashi. Number one, that the natives have to be one piece from the with, with the menorah. Number two, that you're not allowed to attach anything afterwards to the menorah or during. So, so the Rebbe is saying that what Rashi is telling us is Menorah has to be Chaticha Achas. Anything that's part of the Menorah has to be one piece. So you can't make a Menorah and then attach the candles, or the lamps rather, later on because then it's, it's not Chaticha Achas. But if you, if you never attach the lamps, if you are following the Shita, that the lamps are removable, then you still have Chaticha Achas. There's no proof from Rashi that Rashi would have a problem with that. Rashi's problem, or obviously the way he's touching Miksha, is to take the to 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 actually weld the Neiros to the Menorah after it was made or while it was being made. That's a problem. But if you're never going to attach it later, then there's no issue. You could you could make the Menorah Miksha, make the Neiros later on separate. When you have to light the menorah, you put the natives on top, then you can remove the natives, and there's no issue of mik, there's no problem of not being miksha because they, they were never welded together. Alpi says, and this also explains, you look back to the Rashi that finishes on the top of the same column that we're in the middle of reading. It says, the second part, and you shape. The, the, the branches in either direction. Doesn't, over there doesn't say kanim v'neiros. Because when he's telling us what not to do, he's saying that no part, even the neiros, should be attached later on. But when he's saying what he has to do, he's saying take the kanim and shape them uh, in, in, in each direction. Doesn't say neiros because he doesn't hold necessarily that neiros have to be part of the miksha. So in Sif Gimel, the Rebbe is clarifying that when Rashi says, Rashi is, is teaching us that you're not allowed to have a menorah made of parts. They can't be made of various parts that are welded together. But if the menorah itself is one big piece, and the neiros are separate and are never attached to the menorah, it's very just, just placed on the menorah, but not connected to the menorah, then it's still chaticha achas, and there's no raya from this Rashi, that Rashi would hold that they have to be miksha. And, and, and in the order 19, he says that it's a doichik, that just because he uses the word kanim and not neiros in the end of Rashi, that's a proof to Rashi's opinion. Rashi is just refraining from saying a specific word, so it shouldn't be necessarily machriach, shouldn't force us to go one way or another way. But we still don't know what Rashi holds. In other words, we, we tried to suggest that Rashi holds that miksha, that, that, that miksha means that it has to include the neiros. 
But we, we just explained that from the words of Rashi, if they're properly analyzed, it does not show one way or the other way. So in Sif Dalad, we're going to we're going to uh, uncover what is Rashi's opinion, and in the most beautiful way done, it's gonna, the Rebbe is going to show us how Rashi is just is just telling us, look look in the pasuk in the psukim, it says it's as clear as day. You don't need to delve into it if you're going through the mikra. You don't need to delve or analyze. You just need to read the psukim. You think since we don't find Rashi to specify anywhere what his opinion is, nor does Rashi say that he doesn't know. Rashi does say in other places. Where the where the meaning of the Pasik is not clear to Rashi. But Rashi does not say any idea, nor does he say anything specifically. We must conclude as in Limud Pshat, it says that when you learn the Pshat, it is so obvious as Rashi Darfish does not have to specify to explain it in his Pirush, Menzetis often according to Psukim we see it clearly and openly in the very Psukim themselves. In other words, if there was a question and Rashi didn't know the answer, he would have to say any idea because Rashi addresses any question that the Mechamist Nikra has to have. The Mechamist Nikra has. So if there was a question and Rashi did not know the answer, he would say any idea. But he doesn't say any idea, which means he knows the answer. But he didn't tell us the answer, so it must mean that it's so obvious that all we have to do is look in the Psukim. Is there beer in them? They say that in the Parsha of Malach HaSemenegah, they say that in the Parsha, of how to make the Menera, how to craft the Menera, which is obviously in Parsha's Teruma, the Parsha that we are learning this week. Is, so the order of the Psukim is as follows. First comes the commandment, make a Menera of gold. Miksha, it should be chiseled out from one piece of gold. The base, the, the spine, the branches, the goblets, the button-shaped ornaments, the flowers, mimena yiyu, should all be from it itself. Notice that it doesn't say neiris. And then the Pasuk details exactly how to make the branches with all of the various ornaments or decorations. And then the, those Psukim conclude, the button-shaped ornaments and the branches, mimena yiyu, are from it itself. Kula, Miksha, Achazav, Toir, all of it is, is uh, chiseled out from one piece of gold, pure gold. And after all that, the Pasik says, and then you should make seven lamps and the uh, tongs and the scoops all from one piece, one kicker of gold. So too in Parsons Vayakel was verted silk vimot kimachti menera bepeil, where it is related that the menera was actually made in actuality. Shtein the alapratim it nzelben seder. It is all written in exactly the same way. From them was tetzivi. So let's now uh, understand this psukim. From them was tetzivi vasisas nereseal gamer state nachti pratim uprati pratim fun der asia from gufa menera. From the fact that the, the, the commandment to make the lamps is written after the details and the and the minute details 
of the making of the body of the Menorah. And after the command that everything that was done uh, should be made miksha out of one piece of gold. Is move on as the tzutishol mikra derech pirush rashi alatera zayin neder sel bazunder zachin was gehad in itzum gufa menera. So it's clear that the neders, the lamps, are separate things that are not part of the body of the menera. This zayin in the mesuk from al kachel machte sel vegin velchem is oktan vlach noch neder Rather, they are in the category, in the same category as the utensils of the menera that are mentioned immediately after neder sel. So you have the menera, and then you have the s. Which is another category, the accessories of the menorah. You have the actual menorah, which is miksha. Then you have the accessories, which are also part of the kikar, as we mentioned earlier on, but they're not part of the miksha. They're accessories, they're add-ons. So if you look in the psukim, it seems so clear and so obvious that the nadois are separate from the menorah. In Sifei, the Rebbe is going to bring another raya. Nochai chachavdem. In Parsha's Pekudeh, which was the Tzelvim and the Gebrach, the Menorah to Meshon. In Parsha's Pekudeh, where it tells us how the Menorah and the other things were brought, were presented to Moshe Rabbeinu, state as a Menorah ha-tohera es Nereseh. The Menorah, the, the lamps. It's best made that learn as the Nereseh and give any further from the Menorah. If you're learning, the Nereseh are separate. It's moving us. The Pasek tells the Uish Pazunder in the Seder HaAva. Then it makes sense why the Pasek uh, itemizes them separately. The menorah, the lamps, because they were two separate things. If the natives were, were chiseled out and one piece with the menorah, it makes no sense to say they brought the menorah and the lamps. If you bring the menorah, automatically you're bringing the lamps because it's one piece. Just like it doesn't, wouldn't make sense to say they brought the menorah and they brought the branches. They brought the menorah, they brought the goblets. The goblets are decorations on the branches that are part of the menorah. If you bring the menorah, it includes everything. So if the natives were part of the menorah, then the menorahs would be included in the menorah. From the fact that the Pasek says menorah and natives sell separately, obviously it's a separate item. So it's the second diet. Raya number one is from is from Teruma and Vayakil, where it, where it, where it tells us how to build the menorah and it, it tells the menorah to be built. It tells us to make the natives after it finishes talking about the menorah and after it finishes talking about miksha. And the second raya is from the fact that when it was done, it's referred to as two separate items in the pasuk. Now we're gonna go to delve into the nuances of a Rashi and see how now that we understand Chitas Rashi and how the Neres were made, it'll help us understand this, these Rashis. That according to Rashi, the way Rashi touches the Pshat of the Pasik, the Neres were not part of the Miksha, they were not part of the one Menorah. This will answer a number of questions on the Rashi in Vayakil and, and differences between our Rashi, the Rashi here in Truma and the Rashi in Vayakil with the Torah at Nachum of the Gemalachas Mishkan where once again the Torah is discussing the work of the Mishkan. In Pasuk, in Parshas Vayakil. So this is in the beginning of Vayakil where the Torah is listing all of the things, towards the beginning rather, but when Torah is listing all the things that they were, they're going to be making. It says, the Menorah, 
to, to illuminate. There's kileha and the utensils. There's nerisa and the candles and the lamps. Rashi quotes the word nerisa from the pasuk when it's mefarish lutzinish belaz. That in literally belaz means in secular in the secular language. Rashi lived in France, so usually these words are in French or in Old French. So Rashi says in the secular language the translation of neiros would be lutzinish. And then Rashi explains it bazichim cups or spoon like spoons. That the oil and the wicks are placed within them. So we have three questions. And these very same words in our parsha, mentioned for the first time. That natives are like are like spoons, like cups, like receptacles with which in which you put oil and wicks. Since Rashi already translated what Nadis are in our Parsha, why does Rashi have to say it again in Parsha's Vayakel? This question is even greater. Rashi earlier in Rashi says, I already explained the contributions to the, to the Mishkan and the work of the Mishkan in the place where they were commanded, which is Parshish. And for that reason, Rashi does not explain most of the things that were most of the parts of the contributions or the work of the Mishkan, Saiden in Falvan, Dort Kumtsu Achidish, was Mechanic Vision from Mokem Tsavasim, unless there's something unique that is being learned in Vayakel that we wouldn't have known from Truman to Tzava, where it was originally commanded. So, other than that, Rashi does not translate all these Tsukim again. Because Rashi is relying on the fact that he already explained it in Truman So, since Rashi already translated what Nadis are in the place of the original commandment, namely in our Parsha, so why does Rashi repeat this Pirush again? So question one is, why does Rashi have to say anything? Question two, especially since he already said it in Parshish Truma, and he told us that he's not repeating things. Gimel. Third question. Why does Rashi add on something he didn't say in Truma? The, the, and actually, he says this in the beginning of the Rashi. Seemingly, whichever way you come from, it's not understood. If the, what Rashi's explanation of bazichin of the spoons or the cups is not sufficient, and what we need is the secular under, uh, translation, then Rashi should have brought it the first time he explains Nadis, which is in our parsha. And if you don't need Lutzinish Belaz, because the way Rashi explains the Bazichin is already enough, then why does Rashi have to add it in the parsha of Yaakov? If you need it, say it here. If you don't need it, then don't say it anywhere. Zayin. We'll understand this by introducing first introducing another diok, another nuance in Rashi, and, and, and to introduce the introduction. Now, we're going to have another question on Rashi, but before we can ask you, ask you that question, we have to first explain to you how we get to that question. But once we uh, you understand the question and you understand the answer to this 
new question, then we'll be able to understand the answer to the previous three questions. But you feel more good at them was yet their word and ice in It's been discussed in the past many times that every word and every letter in Rashi is 100% precise. And this is not just uh, uh, talking about this is uh, the actual words of Rashi, the commentary. Also, the words that Rashi quotes from the Pasuk in the Dibra Maschil, in the heading of Rashi, are also exactly precise. One of the places where this stands out. How the Dibra Maschil, the heading of Rashi, is so precise, is in the Ibn Dimakim Pirush Rashi, is in this above mentioned Rashi of Espanelis of Nerisaha. That we're talking about now, which we're asking, and we're asking, why does he say, why does he translate Nerisel again, and why does he write Lutzinish Bilaz? If you look at this Rashi, we're not just going to see the answers to his questions, we're going to see how everything that Rashi does, including the words he chooses, including the words he chooses in the Dibra Maskil, are, are so precise because they're teaching us something. And, and Punk, this Rashi highlights it. In the Pasuk Kanal, the Pasuk says, the Menoira, the Kalim, the natives and the Shem and the oil. Rashi writes three separate passages with three separate headings. The On the words Veskilah, Rashi says, These are the tongues and the scoops. Second Rashi, Rashi quotes from the Pasuk the word Nereseha. Notice he doesn't say S or Ves. And Rashi says, Lutzinish Belaz, Vachulu, Kinal. We already quoted this Rashi. The Rashi says, Lutzinish Belaz, and then he adds in the Kimin Bazichin with spoons, or the, or the cups that held the oil and the, and the wicks. Then there's a third Rashi, the Shem and Amoir, the oil, Afu, Tzarechach, Melev. Also, the oil needed the wisdom of the artisans that made the, the Mishka. Zetman Ashinu Ibailat, we see a very, very highlighted a very emphasized difference in the first and the third rashi in the quotes the word ves from the pasuk however in the second he only quotes the words does not quote the word ves which is if he didn't say the s at all in any of them it wouldn't be much of a question but we see that Rashi does say the word V'es in the other ones. And here he doesn't say V'es. So seemingly there must be a message there. So since we know that everything when Rashi, even in the Dibra Maschil, is precise, so we have to understand why Rashi omits the V'es in the Dibra Maschil of Neir Yisrael. Now that we learned in this Sikha from the Rebbe, that according to Rashi, the natives were, at least according to Pshat, were not part of the Miksha. Is this movement? Now it makes sense. Since, according to Rashi, Shita, the natives are not part of the Menera. That when the Pasek says, this is in Truma, and the Rebbe reference is also a similar Pasek in Parashat Kisisa, that the Kikar was made it. The menorah and the kalim and the utensils and the accessories. Zayin in the natives nichlul nit in oisa the menorah. Not in kol kalim ayla the natives are not in kol menorah. So when the pasuk says that the kicker includes the menorah and the kalim, the natives are not part of the menorah; they're part of the kalim. 
not miksha, they're not part of the actual piece of the menorah, they are part of the accessories of the menorah. So that's clear. Dashi shita is that the natives are not part of the menorah. So when the Pasik says, Oisa, the Eskala Kalim there's two categories. There's Oisa, the menorah itself, and there's the Kalim. Where do the natives fit in? They don't fit into Oisa because they're not part of the menorah, so they fit into the Kalim. But then when it comes to Vayakov, the Pasik lists the menorah, the Kalim, and the natives. It doesn't make sense. The Baldur State and Veskilo, but it's Kilo if the natives. Since it says the Eskila, it says the utensils, the accessories, and as we know, the Kela include the Nades. So why does Basic have to list Nades cell? It's already included in Kela. In order to answer this question, so Rashi uh, uh, quotes the words the Kela, the Kalim, and says the Kalim are the tongs and the scoops. And immediately thereafter, he quotes the word and omits the word and Ashi is emphasizing that you should read the Pasik as if the word Ves wasn't there. Because in truth, is a detail within the category of the eskila of the utensils. The says the Peter's from Pasik is, in other words, you're saying the meaning of this Pasik is the eskila, the kalim, which are melkochayim, machtes nerisa, the tongues, the scoops, and the lamps. So Rashi takes out the word ves to teach us that you're right. Nader Yisrael is actually part of the Kalim, and that's how you're supposed to read the Pasuk. You're supposed to read the Pasuk that, that Nader Yisrael is not a separate category. Nader Yisrael is part of the category of Kalim. And this answers the, the Bahaktim question, the question why Rashi omits the Ves, because Rashi is telling us that the Shittasoy, that the Kalim and the Nader's, the lamps were not part of the Menorah, the lamps are part of the Kalim, and when the Pasuk says Ves and the Esnerisel is saying the Nerisel as part of the Kalim. So right away you're going to ask the question, in that case, why mention Nerisel at all? Just say Eskeleha, and I would know Melkachayim, Machtes, and Nerisel. So this is answered in Siftes. Why does the Menera, why does the Pasik have to uh, single out Nerisa if it was just one of the Kalim and, and the Pasik could have just sufficed by saying This is why Rashi brings in the Laz, the, uh, the secular uh, understanding, translation of the Pasik, of the word Nerisa. The meaning of this word Lutzinish, it means light. In other words, when Ashi explains what it looked like, that is describing how, what, what, what it looked like, what the shape was. But what is the meaning of the word Nerois? It means light. And why? Are, out of everything in the Menorah, why are the lamps of the Menorah Called light. Why not? Why is the whole menorah not called light? Menorah is hamoy. Sometimes it says the menorah of light. But why? Why is the? Why are the lamps named light? 
Therefore, Rashi continues. Because they are the ones, that, because they, this is the part that has the oil on the wicks. Because the lamps are the ones that bring out the very purpose and goal of the menorah. To create light. The light is created by the things that are inside the natives, the oil and the wicks. And since the lamps are the main part of the entire menorah, because they're the ones that actually produce the light, it now it makes sense why the Pasek singles it out. That's Nereisel. Because Nereisel is the whole point of the whole menorah. So, to look back at this Pasek, the now she takes out the word V'es, because he wants to say that the Nereisel, according to his Shita and Pshat, is our part of the Kalim. But the Pasek still mentions Neiraisel, still mentions the Neiraisel, because ultimately the whole goal of the Menorah are the Neiraisel. And therefore Rashi has to add Lutzinish Belaz in order to tell us that. So if we go back to the three questions that we had on the Rashi, why does Rashi say something over here? Why and, uh, not, to not rely on what he said in, in Parshish Truma? The answer, and especially since Rashi doesn't usually repeat itself unless there's a point, but there is a point over here. Here, Rashi is coming to explain to us, on the one hand, why why Nerisel are mentioned, that they have to be met, that Rashi is first coming to explain to us why the Nerisel are, uh, that the Nerisel, I'm sorry, that the Nerisel are included in Kelea, but they still need to be mentioned because they are the ultimate goal of the Menorah. And that also explains our third question was, why does Rashi bring in Lutzinish? Because over here, Rashi has another purpose. Rashi is trying to emphasize that the Nerahs are the main part of the, of the Menorah, and that's how the Pasuk itemizes them separately from Kelea. And therefore over here, it's Negea to tell us Lutzinish, Belaz. it wasn't Negea in Parshas And with this, Rashi's, our questions are now she are answered. We see so strongly how every word and every letter of Rashi, even in the Dibra Maschim, is precise and that and is it's highlighted punct in this Rashi. Uh, not punct, but it's highlighted in this Rashi. And we get to see, we understand the Shita of Rashi, how Rashi follows Pshat, how everything fits into the Pasik so beautifully. This even if sometimes it's not consistent with Halacha. And we now understand the, the Shita of Rashi properly with regards to the natives that while they were part of the Kikar, they were not part of the Miksha, they were removable, they could be taken off the Menorah, they could be put back on the Menorah, and, um, and yet they were the main feature of the Menorah, they were the ones that produced the light.